0: Welcome back to episode 13 of the Rundown Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Justin Rogers, and you can find me on Twitter at RunDFF, and I'm joined as always by Jeff Roby. We're coming at you on a Tuesday morning again, so we can comment on that incredible Monday night game. hold up. Wait. We're still waiting for the Rams to come out of the locker room, which is how I think a lot of us feel about a number of players and teams, like Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, Carson Wentz and the Eagles, Derek Carr and the Raiders. I mean, I think... Those teams all forgot they were even in playoff races and need to get their butts in gear. Uh, they're still napping on the plane. I have no idea what happened to those guys, but they did not show up. Uh, Jeff, were you disappointed in any of these big names and big teams that we thought had really big opportunities to, to ball out and just, you know, went AWOL?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I was really expecting some of our players to do well this week. Uh, I, I was expecting Carson Wentz, you mentioned him already, to do well. And, and I'm really worried about him um, because he's been kind of a mainstay for me. <clears throat> but he's not anymore. And uh, and and man, this what a great week of football. Uh, you know, you're, you're getting down to the last couple weeks before your playoffs and your situations like me and Justin, uh i i went two for two this weekend so not a great weekend for me i had a lot of players who were either on buys or or injured um and and they were and i really need to get them to come back from injury i've set myself up well in fact depending on the results this weekend three of my four teams will actually have a buy which is great i may just not even call in because i'm like hey i'm not worried about i'm gonna buy but yeah it's uh it was a great week for for me overall even though I went two and two because I I really won the games I needed
0: to win. Yeah, I went two and two as well, but unfortunately I did not win the games that I need to win. So, uh, I'm eliminated in our league with the second most points against and just can't catch a break there. You know, I got, uh, I got Lamar Jackson last night, which just stung so bad. Uh, I'm sitting there watching. I just needed him to have a a game, whatever. Just don't go crazy. Don't go crazy. Stop going crazy. And there he went, another touchdown. I think so, he just scored another touchdown, Jeff. I,
1: I yeah, think, it's yeah. possibly still scoring touchdowns. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it just depends on the, uh, the the perspective that you're in because he was in California last night, so it's easy to score touchdowns all over the place, up and down the coast. Um, now, I will tell you this, uh, Lamar Jackson for me. I was down by something like 27 uh, last night, and uh, and and in a league that I've only lost one game in. And I only had Lamar Jackson left, and, and my opponent was he, – he's he's won two games, but he was trash-talking on – and he uses the app where he actually trash-talks. And so, I, sure enough, this morning he is in tears. Uh, Lamar Jackson just going off. Did he really not think he was going to score 30? But he scored 40. So it's like, you know, hey, fantastic. If, you, if you're one of those guys out there who got Lamar Jackson in, like, the 10th or 11th round, you're sitting you're sitting great right now. So – um, just a yeah. unless you're my nephew and uh, he just can't win to save his life.
0: <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> like me, <So> like <laughs> me. I'm in. A, I'm probably in in two leagues and I've got to win to get in in the third league that i have that I'm trying to get in. Of course, I just said I'm eliminated an hour, so there's that. I'm gonna try and be the spoiler this week or whatever I, uh, for one more guy. But yeah, you know, that's how it goes. All right, well let's uh, slide right into the uh, the warm up here. Let's talk about our varsity players. Because I'm going to jump right into mine, which is Sam Darnold. Y'all know how much I talked about him last week. Uh, I told you about his matchups and and how it was his turn to shine with those just soft matchups. And what does he do? He goes out there and drops 315 yards and two touchdowns to the air. Adds another touchdown on the ground to go 16 yards. And uh, uh, he almost carried, if it hadn't been for Lamar Jackson, he would have carried my team to a victory. Because he was off the chain good uh, this weekend. So uh, Sam Darnold. Varsity player, you get your jacket this week. Well done, sir.
1: So, um, I knew I didn't like this because I couldn't just pick one. So, uh, but I'm at you halfway, and I only picked one wide receiver but I also picked one running back So, for both my varsity and JV. So, my varsity, Chris Godwin, carry my team, okay, Uh, and Jonathan Williams, uh, who we've been kind of saying the last two weeks is go pick him up, and uh, yeah, he's a Thursday night guy, so uh, but he went out there and, and and played as we expected and as we said if you're if you look at their team the Colts who had the third most rushing and your top dog goes down, chances are you're going to go out there and produce and Jonathan Williams went out there and gave us a, a double digit, a high double digit number which we're very happy about. so that's my varsity players um, Chris Godwin fantastic uh, performance there uh, and even Evans came out pretty well there so Uh, just, just very, very happy with how that, that worked out. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for your (laughs)
0: Falcons. Hey, look, I'm fine with that because they need to lose and get that draft pick, but there were a lot of multi-touchdown games and then a lot of players who did nothing. So Landry had two touchdowns. McCaffrey, of course, he always has two touchdowns. It seems like, um, who else? Uh, let's see here. Uh, it was, um, I just saw him a second ago. Oh, Hopkins had two touchdowns. Uh, Marquise Brown had two touchdowns. Um, I mean, it was a a big week for random. Oh, Fournette had two touchdowns. He almost had
1: three touchdowns. Just to point out, Marquise Brown had a third touchdown that he literally just dropped, uh, which would have gave it six touchdowns on the night. But I guess they really wanted to give Marquise Brown a touchdown. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Marquise Brown dropped that
0: Yeah, yeah, and and don't forget about D J Moore who finally got on the on the uh, sh- got off the Schneid there and got a touchdown. He is playing excellent football this year. Um, he's up to the number thirteen, uh, the number thirteen receiver in half point P P R on, on a on a year where he has only caught these two touchdowns this week. So uh, really a breakout campaign for him in his second season. So anybody who was high on him coming in, and I knew I know I was entering the season, uh, he's really paid off. Um, I did. Yeah,
1: I played him it, surprisingly. I played against him in two different li- in two different leagues this week, and it just happened to be the leagues that he scored two touchdowns is all year. And right, so, and yeah. uh, one of those game, one of those, one of those is where I actually lost by a few points. So, good on you for for picking up DJ Moore and finally waiting until the week to play me. So. <laughs>
0: hey, look, he's been pretty good regardless, but uh, I'll tell you, who wasn't good this week. And uh, he's another one that we mentioned last week. And uh, he, I, honestly, we had an excellent week for uh, the waivers last week. We only had one miss, and it was this guy right here, Cameron Brake. Fortunately, I did play him in a 16 team league. And fortunately, he did not cost me the win because he was garbage. Uh, and, you know, after last week, everyone thought that O.J. Howard would take a back seat and that uh, Cameron Brake would just be the man because, you know, O.J. Howard's over there doing behind the back passes to the other team. And uh, instead, it comes. He, they come right back to OJ Howard. Cameron Brake throws up a donut, and uh, he hits our JV squad. At least mine, anyway. Jeff, who's your JV buddy?
1: I'm gonna talk about another donut. Amari Cooper. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was surprised that you didn't put him down there, but zero in a, again a team in a game that the cowboys should have won and got out coached all right straight up out coached so Mari cooper uh you're JB this week because you suck uh and i needed you and uh i'm also going to throw that because i told you, you one running back one wide right receiver i gotta say Jalen samuels i expected you to do more and it's not your fault buddy mason rudolph sucks so it ain't your fault uh you're, I'm sorry. you just got to go with the duck call from here on.
0: Yeah, they, they're headed that way. But, man, big names all over the place get, did nothing. Aaron Jones. Uh, Sterling Shepard comes back, gets five catches for a whole 15 yards. Uh, so if you're in a PPR, fine. If you're not, whoa. Uh, Chris Carson fumbles his whole – I mean, he might have fumbled his job away. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But, man, he just cannot hold on to it. Cortland Sutton with only one catch. Uh, James White. Who has been just a stalwart all season long? He puts up just one or two catches, you know, one catch for negative six yards, and then uh, two carries, sorry, for five yards. That's not what he does. Uh, I mean, it's just a, off across the board a crazy week of of inept, ineptitude. I mean, Todd Gurley last night, Aaron Rodgers is, uh, Tyler Lockett is banged up, he doesn't do anything. There were a lot of people out there that you know it seemed like this week was one of those. Random low scoring weeks where if you scored, you know, on a a regular league, if you scored 120 points, you probably won easily. Whereas other times you might have scored 120 and been in a tight game. So, uh, you know, that's
1: how it goes. Fun fact when when it comes to scoring. okay. the Cleveland Browns had the opportunity to to break a something like a, a 13 year old record. okay, this weekend. Because after the 1 o'clock games, they had scored 41 points. And in most weeks, that would be the top-scoring thing. And they have not been the top-scoring team since 2007. All Wow. But then then you had the Tennessee Titans that had to come out and score 42. They were playing Jaguars. And then the Baltimore Ravens scoring 45. But just want to say that uh, a fun fact stat that you're probably not paying attention to, but you will now that you listen to us.
0: Well, hey, and speaking of Tennessee, let us uh, let me give a little a little props to Derek Henry, who, uh, and I'm pulling this all off the top of my head. I was listening to a podcast yesterday. I think it was uh, footballers while I was on my run last night. Uh, Derek Henry, off the top of my head, last 16 games, 303 carries, 1,616 yards, 18 touchdowns on the ground, and he's got two receiving touchdowns. So 20 touchdowns in his last 16 games. And he scored a touchdown in 12 of those 16 games. So he's been uber consistent for everybody. So if you were one of those that grabbed Derrick Henry in the third round this year, congrats on that because he is balling out. Uh, and he's, his efficiency has gone up over the last few weeks, which is really nice to see because he was averaging three-point-something yards of carry this year. Uh, but he's really just – I mean, he's scooting these days.
1: Well, that passing game really has opened up there a lot. And so – and I think that that's obviously Marcus Mariota who – and so, I mean, Ryan Tannehill locked that down, uh, and they're really a, good, a, a, a pretty good team uh, overall. And yeah. I think they've been challenged for that top spot in the AFC South. So, uh, you know, I, I just think that, that Ryan Tannehill coming in, playing the way he's playing, has helped Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry is l- running like the man he was back in Alabama.
0: Yeah, and look, he's one of those guys where if he gets in the open field, you are not catching him. I, I don't think I've ever seen him get caught from behind. And uh, that's a big boy barreling down the field. And once he gets moving, woo wee stay out of the way, folks. Stay out of the way because he will run you the heck over.
1: They called him a dump truck this weekend. <laughs> 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 I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> right.
0: yeah. He's just leaving people in his wake, just dust everywhere. All right, well, let's scoot on down to the rundown, man, because uh, we got – it's actually not too bad. Uh, another short week of injuries. Uh, the only major injury this week was uh, Eric Ebron, who is headed to the IR. He's going to have surgery on both of his ankles. I don't know if he dropped, he jumped out of a third-story building or what, because I don't know how you injure both ankles uh, to the point of needing surgery. But, uh, yeah, so he's out. Goodbye, Eric Ebron, for the year. Um, I know there were people that were trying to figure out who to play there, and it was always back and forth. Well, there's some clarity now for that, so... And and I'll tell you, I'm just going to give you a little sneak peek. The Colts are fourth in tight end targets, so you know where they're going with the ball. You know they're throwing to the tight end a bunch. So you know, I remember last week we talked about was it last week or two weeks ago we talked about them being third in uh, carries uh, for running backs in the league. So they are funnel offense, tight end and running back, and that's it. Uh, and then another James Connor. Um, he obviously didn't play this week, but he did come out and say that he's going to need more time. So Uh, I don't expect to see him this week. Um, I don't think anybody else does either. Uh, But players that that we probably will see this week, Carson Wentz, he has a bruised hand. uh, But it's not expected to uh, keep him to have him miss any time. The only thing is, what about all of his receivers? Because they're uh, a mess right now. And if he doesn't have receivers, I couldn't play him.
1: So so interesting fact. uh, Let's see. The Philadelphia Eagles – Wide receivers have not caught a touchdown pass since week six.
0: That's gross. That's gross. They need Alshon in there. That's honestly what they need. They need Alshon because he's that big guy that can that can body up and, you know, box somebody out in the end zone. Because otherwise, I mean – and then uh, Julio Jones, the uh, last one we're going to mention um, – uh, he's He's got a shoulder injury. He was in and out of the game on Sunday. So we don't know what's going on with that. Um, I expect he'll play because that's kind of who he is. He's, he gets constantly banged up and then he gets out there and somehow still performs, uh, you know, like 75, 80 percent of the time, even when he's banged up. So uh, still the player that you can expect to be out there and uh, depending on. Depending on what Marshawn Latimer's situation is, if Marshawn Lattimore is in the game, then you know, you might lower your expectations because he really picked up his play before he got injured. Um, But if he's not in there, then fire up Julio and uh, Calvin Ridley and that whole offense because I think we're going to see another shootout. I don't think the Falcons are going to lock down the Saints offense like they did a couple weeks ago. Although it sure would be nice to see on Thanksgiving. Nope. (laughs) That's all Jeff has. Nope. Nope. They don't want to see that again. Nope. Uh, so those injuries, you know, not nothing too major. Um, but I do have some takeaways on some of these quarterbacks. Uh, we mentioned Carson Wentz. Um, but how about uh, Sam Darnold continuing to pay off? Uh, the Winston roller coaster taking us for a ride up and down and up and down. I mean, it's like five interceptions one week, three touchdowns the next. I mean, just crazy. But it, it, that's, I think, six straight games with 300 yards. So his wide receivers, it doesn't matter what he does. His wide receivers are going to have volume, which is great.
1: <laughs> He has the chance to lead the league in both touchdowns and interceptions.
0: Yeah, it's only been done once, one time before. It's crazy. That's
1: fantastic. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Especially right. because he, not yeah. for James Winston, but for uh, Evans and Godwin He may be a terrible quarterback, but he's
0: great for your uh, wide receivers because yes. he's gonna push that ball down the field. So whatever, okay. it's fine by me. Uh, he may not have a job next next year. I don't know what their plan is, but uh, yeah, you know uh mayfield he's on fire i mean baker mayfield is on fire uh they're 3-0 in the last three games i mean okay g- teams that are 3-0 in the last three games the jets uh browns and there was one other really bad team and i can't remember who it was you're like wait where did these teams come from but matchups 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 but uh mayfield has gone seven touchdowns and only one interception in his last three games really playing well i think he's completing like 65 percent of his passes um, so, just really balling out, which is great for Jarvis Landry, He's has uh, taken big advantage of that. Uh, Odell Beckham got on the board this week with a touchdown. I believe that's his first of the season. Uh, really just balled out. So, their whole, their whole offense is looking great. Uh, Nick Chubb is you know, a monster. I mean, I think he's like fourth or fifth in scoring this year. So, uh, really nice. Uh, and uh, L- Lamar is legit. He is legit. Uh, he's having a Patrick Mahomes level year from last year, maybe even better. He's he has potential. Yeah, he he has the potential to break the scoring record for uh, quarterbacks. And you know, you think, oh, some guy who throws 50 touchdowns is going to hold records, but no. When you're running for what what uh, Lamar does, I mean, it's just nuts. That pat that run he took off on last night, I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, he took off and got all the way down to the one yard line. And this yes. was early in the game, and, and I was still going, please, no, 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 you know, a little sigh of relief when he went down the one and then they handed it to Ingram. It didn't matter later because he ended up, you know, getting three more touchdowns or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it, was just, it reminded me of Michael Vick. When Michael Vick would, he'd see that opening in the middle of the field and he would just tuck it and take off. I mean, he is every bit the athlete that Michael Vick was and probably a slightly better passer. Now, he still doesn't have the refined passing game that, that a true quarterback has, but if he's able to exploit defenses, with his legs like that Mm. yeah he's gonna be a top option for a while as long as he stays healthy uh, Lamar is legit
1: you got anything for that Jeff so so I I bring one up for you Who, who who would you rather have right now the backup to Lamar Jackson as in Robert Griffin III or Mason Rudolph because Robert Griffin III played played an entire quarter last night and uh Mason Rudolph, we can arguably say he didn't really even play. He was just out there. So just kind of a thought. I know I – don't look at stats, but just think about it for a second. Uh, Robert Griffin III has four games this year already. So I would argue to say he's that's four more games than Mason Rudolph has actually uh, showed up for. Him. Look, so,
0: I, I, you know, when I said Lamar is legit, uh, Rudolph, uh, Finley from uh, Cincinnati who got benched for Andy Dalton – uh, going back to Andy Dalton, Brandon Allen, and Jeff Driscoll, they are not those are some who there are some serious problems with uh, at quarterback this year with all these backups playing and really showing that they are they're true NFL backups. They are not starter level. Uh Mason Rudolph is playing himself out of a big second contract. I think if he had never played and gotten to a second contract, he probably signs one for $15 million a year, but now that he's played, he's going to be he's going to be getting backup money for sure.
1: You know, um, I think with his attitude the XFL is a great move for Mason Rudolph. I mean, you know, why not get up, hit upside the head? That's WWE style. That's how you do it. So, Mason Rudolph, go into the XFL, right? <laughs> and now, of-
0: you know, look, look, he's going to get his 4 or $5 million a year as a backup, maybe even $7 million a year as a backup, and that's about where he's going to end up, you know, instead of that $12, $15 million range, which is nuts. Uh, you know, Brandon Allen and Jeff Driscoll had both showed a little promise the last couple of weeks, and they came out and just – you know, back to what they really are. Um, so I would, those quarterbacks and whatever, There's they're either being replaced or their starters are coming back next year. Uh, I mean, uh, Finley is, the Cincinnati Bengals have the lock on the number one spot right now. They'd have to lose, uh, or they have to win, excuse me, two games. Uh, they're losing every game. But uh, if they don't win two games, including beating Miami, they've got no shot at the number one pick. Or they've got no shot at losing the number one pick. And then uh, Brandon Allen, uh, they've got Drew Locke coming. So Jeff Driscoll, obviously, and Rudolph, they both back up starters who uh, will be coming back next year. Um, I don't I don't actually foresee Stafford returning this year, so you, you, you're kind of locked into Jeff Driscoll, which kills Kenny Galladay and uh, that receiving core. But uh, Rudolph, we already know. I mean, Juju is worthless this year. I mean, he Rudolph has cost him uh, – you know, but I think we might end up seeing the duck call this this week anyway, so that's fine by me.
1: It's a very good. There's a very real chance that he he like becomes the number two in Pittsburgh, and 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 they go out and wind up actually drafting a quarterback. Don't be surprised. Well, um, well Jeff,
0: remember that Jeff they traded their first round pick, so they no, don't no, have no, anybody no, until.
1: There's a lot of good quarterbacks in this in this draft, and and just. I don't know. I'm gonna say I I would say that don't be surprised if if you if you don't see Rudolph in um in the black and yellow next year. Uh, and and Finley, I don't know if you can't make it on the worst team. You know, like sorry. So
0: no, I don't. Uh, Rudolph will end up being the backup there simply because he's only a second year. This will be going into his third year. So he has two years left on a rookie contract from a second round or third round pick. I can't remember. Uh, so it's a, it's a cheap contract. So that's the key to him. It's a cheap contract. And he's got starter experience. So it's not like backups or great backups are, are a dime a dozen in the NFL. Um, I mean, in fact, I would say that there's only about three or four great backups. And uh, none of them are going to be available. Uh, you know, one quarterback that I think we all need to have a little concern with, and I have him on a team and have been really frustrated the last few weeks, uh, is a household name, Russell Wilson. Um, here's a guy, and, you know, he's been in the MVP conversation, but uh, there's a problem with him. Four out of the last five weeks, he's been outside of the top 14 in uh, quarterback scoring. That's not good that means that for the last five weeks he hasn't you'd probably be better off streaming a player than playing Russell Wilson and that's super frustrating. Um, now I'm still gonna roll him out there. I'm not gonna stop playing him because I think that his boom games are just they're league winning kind of games um, but it is frustrating I'm gonna need some other players to step up if he doesn't have a good game this week but uh, he was in a good situation going into this week and just uh, didn't they didn't need him and he didn't perform. So Russell Wilson is uh, someone that I'm worried about uh, for the next few weeks, for sure, after what he's done the last uh, month or so. Well, I think that about covers our uh, our quarterback takeaways. That's what I had for the week. It was was just a bunch of quarterback stuff, Jeff. And, um, you know, because there was so much turnover this week, uh, there was so much, uh, you know, revelation as far as uh, who's good and who isn't. And uh, it's easy to just take away some things out of that, which is, you know, good players, bad players. And let's move on. So let's talk about some waivers real quick. Uh, let's get these guys out there to the folks so that they can uh, grab them. All right. So the first couple guys, uh, it's a couple running backs I want to talk about. Uh, I'm going to lump them together because they're kind of the same situation. Uh, very similar players as well. Uh, Benny Snell and Bo Scarborough. Uh, the Steelers do not like handing the ball off to Jalen Samuels, which means they've got to have somebody that carries the load. And uh, for a couple weeks there, it was Trey Edmonds, uh, but it looked like Benny Snell has really taken over that role. Uh, 21 carries for 98 yards, uh, just a, a workhorse role there. Um, I think as long as James Conner is out, he could be a decent flex flex play for you. Um, maybe he ends up falling into the end zone, and uh, you end up with 10, 12, 14 points, something like that. And then uh, Bo Scarborough, you know, after that uh, breakout game last week where he went 14 for 55 and a touchdown, I believe it was. He comes back and gets uh, 18 carries and goes for 98 yards. So, a good, efficient day on the ground for him. Uh, the, the Lions have been looking for somebody to carry the ball. Uh, it's clearly not Ty Johnson and JD McKissick, although they do have uh, strong roles in the passing game. Uh, Bo Scarborough is the man on the ground there. And so, uh, he's another guy that I would uh, go ahead and grab. Uh, you know, we're coming into weeks where there's not a whole lot of there's no new injuries, really, at running back. Uh, nobody's on by. So these are all guys that are just stashes for now, just in case, because you never know if you're going to lose your, you know, your Aaron Jones or whatever that you've been counting on. So uh, what's that,
1: Jeff? So let me throw something out there. And, and it's not so much about, and I know you're, you're talking about the Detroit lions and, and, and who do you pick between those, those three? I'd like to really point out uh, why this is a really good week for you to get both Scarborough. And that's because of the Chicago bears. They're, they're not a formidable defense right now. They in the last three weeks they've at, they've allowed basically a hundred plus yard uh, rusher. So
0: yeah.
1: um they're inside their their front their defensive line is really struggling right now. And I think this is a great opportunity, especially coming off of a short week. Um, that that Bo Scarborough really can can be the guy who carries you. And so yeah, he's not only a, a waiver pickup for me, but he's a streamer pickup because you, you plug a plane play him right now. Um, and he's going to be the guy to, to give you probably 15, 20 points this particular week. So, big pickup for me. I
0: hear you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel, I honestly feel fine starting him if I need to. You know, if I've got a situation where I've been rolling out, you know, Brian Hill or whatever, um, yeah, Scarborough would be a fine start for me. Uh, I, you know, we mentioned earlier Jack Doyle, or we mentioned Eric Ebron. Well, the, the fallout from that is that Jack Doyle is now the clear number one target um at tight end for the Colts and like we said they're they're fourth in tight end targets in the league so they are loving p- throwing it you know over the middle short to the tight end uh, so Jack Doyle is for me he is my grab and play probably rest of season unless he gets hurt uh tight end you know if I need one I may not even stream at this point if I've got the opportunity to start Jack Doyle uh so he's gonna be a guy I target for sure in uh, several leagues uh, because he has shown that he has got really good hands. Um, he's a, a dependable target. Um, you know, Ebron has always been the red zone guy, but now that he's gone, I think that just uh, folds over into doubling up uh, Jack Doyle and his opportunities. So um, I would I would grab Jack Doyle uh, off the waivers. And then uh, a couple other guys that we have mentioned before. Um, you know, I have mentioned Rashad Penny a lot. And uh, early, early, early in the season, Penny was hurt and Carson was having some fumble issues. And uh, I speculated that perhaps he might take that job uh, when he comes back. And it didn't happen. You know, Carson has been uh, just a, a revelation in the last couple of years. He's played really well. Uh, he's avoided injury for the most part. But those fumble issues are still there. And he fumbled again this week, uh, put it on the ground. And they ended up giving Penny a good a good solid roll, uh, run out there. He had 46% of the snaps. And he goes 14 for 129 and one touchdown. I think it was a 59-yard touchdown run in there. So still even without that, it was 13 for you know 70 yards. So a very efficient day on the ground. Uh, I think we could end up seeing a timeshare there. Uh, so Rashad Penny is someone I would grab. Man, if Carson goes down, that's a league-winning kind of play right there. So uh, Penny is one of my grabs this week for sure. And then uh, you know the last one for me James Washington and I mentioned him last week I believe uh, with Juju getting hurt I think that he was one of those guys that I was like you know you, you could you can maybe grab I know I told one specific guy I was uh, uh, Jeff out there I was I was talking to you at the bar the other day and you had somebody on your roster and I said wait who would you rather have this guy or James Washington who has the upside that you know just sit in there and see what he does and what do do? he does goes out there gets 3 for 98 and a touchdown Uh, Just a a monster. He's always got that big playability. He's got wheels. Uh, We saw that last year. And, uh, you know, if he's the number one option there, even if it's Mason Rudolph, somebody's got to catch the ball. So it may not be 10 catches for 140. But, you know, if you get that big play out of James Washington, it's a perfect kind of wide receiver three flex play for you uh, who could make a a real big difference in your lineup. uh, Jeff, are you interested in uh, any of these players? I know. Uh, I know we t- kind of talked about Snell before that. Before and you weren't real uh, high on him. So tell me about what your reservations are with Benny Snell and maybe some of the others.
1: Yeah, I'm just. I'm not. I'm really not trusting anybody in the Pittsburgh backfield right now. I, you know, we Connor. Uh, yeah, I trusted him. He had a great game before he went out, and 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 then. Uh, same situation there with Jalen Samuels. I, I feel like I trusted him. I didn't, I just, it didn't, it's maybe just a gut feeling about that. So I'm, I'm not big on the, uh, base out. I'm huge on Jack Doyle. Now that he separated himself simply because of the stat you brought up. And, you know, and, and so to James Washington, for me, I'm not, um, I can go either way. He had a good, he had a great catch this weekend. Uh, when he, when, you know, but I think there's some other guys out there that, um, I, I really like, you know, um, and he's only, he's available in like 53% of the leagues out there, but I, I like Rodney Anderson this weekend versus Cincinnati. Um, you know, and, and it kind of meets our threshold or where he's at, but I th- I think he's a good, if you can get him, he's, he's worth a pickup this week, especially cause it's in their last week before playoffs. So, um, and yeah,
0: and he, he has scored two straight weeks. So there is that upside to him. So, uh, you know, he just—he's kind of—I think he's very similar to James Washington in his opportunity role. I think he had like five targets or something. Uh, Anderson did, so nothing he still doesn't but he,
1: he leaves that team in 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 targets. So, um, you know, to to me, it, you know, he had he he had what three over twenty last week against Oakland Raiders, and now you're talking about the Cincinnati Beagles that come in, and they had their their pass defense is horrible, um, and so um I, I just think that that to me is a is a good flex option wide receiver three position to to throw him in and that's that's who I would add in there if he's available um especially because you talk about Darnold it's hard not to talk about his number one go-to right now and so you brought that yeah, up no. in the same ways and the, you know with their schedule I just kind of see that we didn't bring him up but that's who I would add to your list yeah
0: and look I I'm you know, I am high on Donald right now with his stretch of of uh, matchups. So that is a good point. With that, um, he's got to throw it to somebody, and uh, definitely he's a, a big uh, deep threat for him. So, well, let's get on to the uh, streamers, man, and uh, line this up for some folks uh, because I've got I've got a ton of quarterback streamers here. Um, I mean, I've got a few, uh, just a couple tight end and uh, defense options, but uh, at quarterback. Um, uh, I'm going to start with, uh, Ryan Tannehill versus Indianapolis, uh, Tannehill has four top 10 finishes in a row. Um, uh, and, uh, his other start this year was a, a top 15 finish. So he's been really consistent. Um, Indy is a, uh, it's an okay matchup. They're not great on defense. They're not terrible either. Uh, but I think they're going to end up having to move the ball a lot. And Tannehill is just, he, like you said earlier, he's been very good for that team. So uh, Ryan Tannehill of the now Tennessee Titans, rolling against uh, Indy in an in division game. Um, I think I like that option quite a bit. So, uh, and then uh, Jared Goff. I know, I know, guys. It's Jared Goff. He's garbage. But I'll tell you who is even worse, and that's that Arizona defense because they are a match, a dream matchup. Um, I want him. I want to play anybody against Arizona. So Jared Goff is in my lineup for sure. Um, I think they're they're going to have all three of their receivers next next week. And uh, it's going to work out really well for him. Um, Nick Foles against Tampa Bay. I am not a Nick Foles guy. Not at all. Not at all. But I'm also not a believer in that Tampa Bay pass defense. I know they uh, bottled up the Falcons this week pretty well. Um, kind of locked down that whole uh, situation and dominated them. And that's great. But at the same time, uh, we have another 10 weeks or 11 weeks of, of evidence of, of them not being good. So fire up Nick Foles. He's going to be a volume play. Um, he may throw for a couple touchdowns. And I expect him to go 275-300. Uh, he might end up throwing a couple of interceptions as well because that's kind of what he does. Uh, but, you know, those are all set by the volume and, and the high frequency of passes. And he does have weapons.
1: Uh, so, in! I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you on the. you know, he has the weapons and the talented trio there. Um, Foles has to show something, right? I mean, 88 million four years uh, deal, whatever. Um, so, I think this is the week he gets it back on. And, and you're saying Tampa Bay, yeah, they battled up last week, but they're – Tampa Bay's 31st in pass defense, and they are—they've surrendered 26 touchdowns, uh, passing wow. this year. So to me, I think this is the the home game that Foles gets back on track, and um, and I'm behind Tannehill is Nick Foles for me as a pickup this week. And so I I disagree with you on Jared Goff 100%. Um, I don't have any trust and confidence in him, not because it's just him, but because I, after seeing last night and seeing the last couple weeks, I don't believe that Rams offensive line can protect him more than, than a half second. And so I just, I, I don't, Jared, it's not errors. It's not so much Arizona. I just, I just don't think that he has any time in the pocket to do anything. So
0: And see, that's hold on. Well, let's talk about this because. Uh, he has been able to exploit that or exploit good matchups. Now, his last three games have been against Baltimore, Chicago, and Pittsburgh. Now, we talked about Chicago's uh, run defense not being great, but their pass defense has been good all year. Pittsburgh and Baltimore have been really good, but before that, and this was before the bye, Cincinnati. He goes 372 with two touchdowns, gets 28 it's points. It's Cincinnati. In- We're talking about Arizona. <laughs> the other one. The other one was Atlanta, 268 and two, gets a, a monster game. Uh, he has a rushing touchdown in that game, so he ends up with three touchdowns total. Uh, San Francisco, terrible game. Seattle, three ninety-five and a touchdown. Uh, Tampa Bay, five seventeen and two touchdowns. Now he had a ton of a ton of uh, turnovers there, he had four four total turnovers, but you don't care if you're getting five hundred seventeen yards. I remember commenting that it was the worst five hundred yard game that I had ever seen. Uh, but at the same time, uh, Cleveland, he goes two sixty-eight and two. And uh, New Orleans early in the season when Lattimore wasn't playing good, two eighty-three and one, uh, and another touchdown on the ground. He has been able to exploit bad matchups. You don't want to play him against a good team, but you, like you screamed a second ago, Cincinnati. We're talking about Arizona. I mean, Arizona. That's all I got to say. So that's how I. They are, are thirty-second,
1: right? They are the worst and defense. The
0: right? worst. The worst pass defense.
1: And, so and, not, you're and not by a little bit, by almost 10 yards, okay? So yeah. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But uh, I just don't – I I just don't trust that offensive line, uh, and I don't trust Jared Goff. I mean, they. I just don't. Not, not, you don't they are not on that. my screen this week. Yeah. He, he will be just... too mediocre. There too so many other names on this list, uh, and Jared Goff has to come off for me.
0: Yeah, see, for me, I just – Arizona can't pressure anybody. I mean, Jeff, while I'm talking, why don't you look up Arizona's uh, sacks. Uh, I'll go to the next guy while you're doing that. Uh, Carson Wentz, and this is – look, this is only if he has any receivers. I mean, if he's still rolling out, you know, guys that came off the practice squad from random teams all over the league, uh, don't play Carson Wentz. Don't do it. Uh, drop him if if we're getting to that point. If you can't see it this week – uh, nothing but if he gets Alshon Aguilar it's if he gets a few couple of his receivers back he's a guy that I could uh I could start because Miami has just given it up left and right uh to offenses and then I you know Andy Dalton and I know the Bengals benched him I think they wanted to see what they had in Ryan Finley they clearly saw that he's garbage uh he, he's scrap heap. uh Andy Dalton was I believe fifth in passing yards when he was benched. So he had the volume. I don't care if he throws interceptions. He's going against the Jets. The Jets are not good. That's all I need to see. A, a high-volume offense with uh, a bad uh, bad defense on the other side. Fire him up. So, All right, so Jeff, did you find that information about those sacks and uh, where they are at?
1: Yeah, so actually, yeah, they might my 32nd uh, pass uh, defense, but they are they are 14th in sacks per game, and they got 2.6 sacks per game. That's down a little bit from last year, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's still, that's 2.6 is good, so, I mean, they're not far off from being a top 10. Yeah, okay, One.
0: that's not as bad as I thought maybe it would be, so, I mean, I was expecting them to be, you know, 30th or 28th in sacks, so that's not too terrible, um. To be honest with you, I'm. Uh, no,
1: your your Atlanta Falcons are 1.6 per game, oh, so no, they're like they one sack less worst. per game.
0: Yeah, they're they're the worst. No doubt about that.
1: No, actually, Cincinnati, Miami behind them. So you, you have something to look forward to. Wow,
0: that that's impressive. I'm feeling really I'm feeling really good about them now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I really I really need them to continue losing so they can get Chase Young. That's all I'm saying.
1: I'm Just glad here. we're for the same team this weekend.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I will take a win over the over the Saints any day of the week. Any if they played 16 times, I'd, I'd take 16 wins. If they if they were playing five times and I need them to win no games, I'd still take five Saints losses to the uh, Falcons. I would take that every day of the week.
1: I gotta throw something out there. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. You ever you ever see Vince McMahon walk down a stage, right? I mean, it, you gotta have seen it. Like yeah, yeah
0: he's got that strut. That. Yeah,
1: yeah. He has uh-huh. that strut, right? Okay, that yeah. was Will Lutz walking out there to make that kick this weekend. I'm going to go out there and kick this field goal and win and show, show that boy Sly how to do it. And, and the funny thing is, is that the commissioner of the NFL goes, hey, 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 uh, Ron Rivera, dude, we gave you like a thousand chances. Oh, my gosh. It. Yeah. Who's this dude, Sly? You got to get rid of
0: him. <laughs> the thing is, Sly's been pretty good this year, but – a 28-yarder to take the lead, and he can't convert. It's just bad. All right, well, let's continue on. Those those are our five quarterbacks that I've got listed. Jeff doesn't agree with us, so that's all right. Uh, y'all trust me. Don't worry about him. He's, he's, he don't know anything anyway. All right, so uh, tight ends. Uh, Gerald Everett, I mentioned him last week. Pick him up before this week so that you'd have him uh, because all tight ends do is just score touchdowns against Arizona. I mean, it's, I mean, they just give them up left and right, and guess who's going against Arizona? We just talked about Jared Goff, and now we're talking about his tight end target. Uh, I think you're going to see some something big out of uh, Everett. Don't be surprised if he gets in the end zone because that's just what what players do against Arizona and their terrible pass defense. Um, and he's available what in a about lot of places. Other
1: side end for the Rams? Tyler Higgy. Tyler yeah. Higby. Yeah, you know, well, I, Tyler Higby. We outscored Everett last night. Not saying Everett. Yeah, yeah, no, he was right. very active. He, he was target? very involved last
0: night. And. Uh, But I think there's a disparity in targets here. Um, Let's see here. Rams uh, receiving stats because I'm just going to pull this up real quick. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, over the course of the season that uh, if you're looking at who their real threats are, their target leaders and all, um, Everett has 37 targets. No, Everett has 59 targets, 37 receptions. Higby has 33. So 59 targets versus 33, there's a clear disparity there where you're getting, you know, 60% of the of the uh, volume to Gerald Everett. So I still feel much more comfortable playing him than uh, Tyler Higbee. And if you're getting 60% of the tight end volume against uh, Arizona, that's pretty solid, especially for a, um, a uh, tight end. Guys, I don't know. We talked about tight ends last week and how they're rough and, and all that. Uh, it was a bad week for tight ends this week, guys. Uh, You know, the big three were fine. Ertz. Uh, Kittle and uh, Jared Cook, because Kelsey of course was out this week. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it was like, you know, Greg Olson was in there. Uh, Ryan Griffin that we talked about was in there. But I mean, there were some players that you had no idea about. I mean, one guy caught one one catch for fifty yards, and ends up being the number ten tight end in, in the league in the week. I mean, it's just one of those weeks where you just didn't want to throw anybody out there. So, uh, it, it streaming tight end is difficult, but in a situation where the tight ends are so weak across the league, and we thought at the start of the year that that it was going to be one of those years where there were going to be lots of options. And that's just not the case. Uh, tight end is the most injured position in the league. They go down left and right. And uh, as evidenced by Evan Ingram, Austin Hooper, et cetera, where you've got elite tight ends that are going down. That's why I don't invest in them. That's why I like to stream quite a bit. Um, you know, I mean, even guys like Darren Waller, who started out so hot, have really faded. Uh, he got his paycheck, and you know he's kind of a eh, whatever now. Um, one of those guys six, that might be
1: better. He's off. still the sixth guy in the league right now. So.
0: Well, yeah, but that's but that's buoyed by that early uh, volume, whereas lately it's not been that great.
1: I yeah. Mean, so right now you're looking at, I mean, he's above some some pretty solid names out there. He's above Austin Hooper. Okay, so. Well, come uh, on, that's
0: because Austin Hooper hasn't played.
1: But here's Jeff. Let's just look at
0: Jeff. Let's just look at his last five weeks. All right. So this week, three for 41 last week, five for 78. And that's actually pretty good for a tight end. Uh, In week 10, uh, three for 40 week nine, two for 52. And in week eight, the only thing that bailed him out, he went two for 11 with a touchdown. So, I mean, it's just not great.
1: Not at all. He's He's averaging seven. seven, Okay. And there's, this is what we're talking about. These are huge drop-offs. Okay, from your number five, six guy right now that's on there, okay, down to say the number ten guy. Okay, we're talking we're talking over two fantasy points in tight ends and when on average, you know, from five players. So that's why I'm saying like in that top group, now you do have something that's really coming on. Jared Cook, dude's coming on hard. Hard. Yeah. So I mean that's that's one of those guys who you will see finish in the top five, especially the way that they're targeting him in the red zone. So you know, and and I I just think that we're we're talking about a lot of guys. uh, Even Ryan Griffin, you know, you you had talked about him yet, but he's on that list. And we've talked about Jacob Hollister in the past. We talk about Hawkinson, and they're not even in the top ten, you know. So to me, Darren Waller is a solid name. I throw one more out there to you. I think Dallas Goddard is a name. That I'm interested in as a streamer. What if if he's out there and he's available? Um, I think that he's in about 50% league that's owned right now. But um, God is Dallas- only
0: 38% owned in ESPN, so that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's thoroughly outplayed or at least outproduced uh, Darren Waller over the last five weeks. Uh, he's got and- three touchdowns over that time period. I mean. There are just a lot of a lot of tight ends that are in that same. I, it's not that Darren Waller's been bad; he's just been average. He's just been another guy, and that's not good enough lately. Um, you know, we he, all relied on him early in the season because he was just catching tons of balls—13 so catches, seven catches. His first four weeks, he had uh, six or more catches, and uh, five out of his first six games—or yeah, five out of his first six games—he had six or more catches. So I think I uh,
1: just have just to good. say, I, I think I just really have to say to you that it's like. You brought it up. And the key value here is consistency, and you get consistency out of Darren Waller. Everybody else, I mean, there's so many names right now that you're just like, geez, does it go with this guy or that guy? And I mean, Darren Waller to me, I'm sticking with him. You're gonna you're gonna you're hitting me up all all year long on this one. He is I told you he was my nice sleeper. And you know what? For a guy who wasn't even drafted in most leagues, that's not bad.
0: So, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But I just say, you know, over the last five weeks, he's got more than three catches just once. So and, and more than 52 yards just once. So it just there's I don't know if the ceiling is there like we thought. And, uh, you know, there was that huge game against Green Bay when he finally got those touchdowns and everybody was, you know, waiting for those touchdowns. And when he did, it was um, enormous. But, uh,
1: but you say that, And you look at the rest of the league and you say, OK, what's the average right now of those over those weeks? And I'm looking at it right now and it's like thirty nine yards. Thirty-nine That's about, yards. Isn't so that just about that he's what he's doing? Just over forty. He's actually he's above average. So you can't say he's an average quarter uh, yeah. tight end because he's he's would, you say, he's would you say the average is thirty-nine and he's forty-something? He's, he's, he's over 40, 50 every every week. He's averaging sixty point. Uh, he's averaging fifty-seven point six, and the average Not is thirty-nine point two. So really? over the last what, however many weeks, he's only got one game over fifty-two yards. It's a no, seven no, for the year, for the oh, year. Oh, yeah, yeah. But
0: Jeff, yeah. Jeff, I'm only talking about the last 5 weeks. I'm only talking about since that breakout game against Green Bay. He's been, eh, whatever. You know, yeah. you're talking about on the on the year and I'm talking about how he's faded the last 5 weeks. So, yeah, uh, he's just not a, he's not that guy that we thought he was. And uh, I think the Raiders are going to be disappointed in that contract they gave because uh yeah. it's just he's whatever. I mean, he's just a guy. And there's a reason that uh he's 29. And is just now getting his first real opportunity. Besides the off the field stuff, he's, he's just a—I mean, he's athletic, but there's a lot of athletic tight
1: ends. Tight ends have done well against Kansas City. Just saying. So. Sure. Tight ends sure. have done well. Don't, I don't, just wanna, don't I wanna, I'm wanna already say. giving you—I'm already giving you a way to walk it back next week. Okay,
0: just say. Uh, tight ends have done good, good against Detroit. They've done good against Cincinnati. They've done good against uh the Jets, and he didn't. So, you know, I'm just saying. Tough week. You know, you mentioned well, we, yeah, very right, tough five weeks. You mentioned Ryan Griffin a second ago, and uh, that's who. I mean, honestly, if I could stream Ryan Griffin over uh, over Waller, I would, and I wouldn't have any hesitation with that. Um, he goes up against Cincinnati this week. Uh, beautiful, sweet matchup there. So what's
1: Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, that's right. Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati where everyone gets the score. You get a touchdown, you get a touchdown, you get yeah. a touchdown. So but I like Ryan Griffin a lot to to really bounce back uh with another big game uh coming in this week. So Jeff, let's talk about a couple of your favorite. I know we like to you like to play with the D, so let's uh talk about the Eagles versus Miami. Uh, every defense Every DST that Miami has faced this week this year has finished in the top twelve on the week. That's nuts. Just fire up whoever is playing Miami and take the free points because that's how they're going to roll. Um, even in weeks where uh, Fitzpatrick can you know get a little juice going, he's still going to throw interceptions and maybe put the ball on the ground. So uh, the Eagles against Miami, you know they can't run the ball. So now all they have to do is just uh, kind of put pressure on. Uh, Fitzpatrick and make him cough the ball up a couple times. Uh, Panthers versus Washington. All right. So in Haskins, three starts, all right, these three, these three defenses, the bills, the jets and the lions. Now there's only one good defense in that group. That's the bills. The jets and the lions are terrible. They've all finished top 10. Haskins is not good guys. Not good. Not good. Not good. Uh, there was debate about him and Kyler Murray coming into the season, uh, going into the draft, et cetera. And I think it's very clear that uh, one is an NFL quality quarterback and the other one has a lot of work to get there. And so and I don't believe that changes this week against a Panthers defense who uh, granted they didn't play all that well uh, the last couple of weeks. But I believe that they're going to be uh, primed and ready to go against a Washington offense with a poor offensive line, a lack of weapons in the past game besides Terry McLaurin and uh, a rookie quarterback that looks like he's well is in well over his head. So uh, those are my top two. And then I'm going to throw a little surprise out there for you guys. And it's the Texans. Who are they playing? They're playing New England. You know who's not good on offense these days? New England. Now, they may not turn the ball over a bunch, and that's disappointing uh, if you're trying to get points. But if you need someone to start and you're looking for a low-scoring game or someone that uh, that can, uh, can lock down an offense and you know get you those baseline points... The Texans may be that. You know, They can get sacks. They like to pressure the quarterback. They've done really well even after J.J. Uh, Watt has left or has uh, gone down with the injury. But uh, I think that you've got to look at deeper options as we get in. And uh, the Texans versus New England is somebody that I can feel comfortable with. Uh, Jeff, who are you thinking this week?
1: Okay. So, Eagles, um, I, I think a big stat that jumps out at we with the Eagles is their sacks. Okay. And they sacked uh, Russell Wilson, six times Sunday. Yeah. That's six points added to you right there. Right. Okay. So that usually makes up for, you know, that, uh, getting over that 20 point differential. Right. So, and I would tell you that, um, you know, it's, and Ryan Fitzpatrick has been sacked 11 times. So this is a great opportunity and that 11 times in the last two games. OK, so right, this is good right, opportunity right. for him to, to get some extra points. That's why I agree. Eagles are up there. I'm not real uh, flashy and I'm fine with your your Haskins. I, I totally understand it. and But I'm just not flashy on your Texas versus New England. I don't know what New England team is going to show up. Um, I just don't know. And and I just don't know that uh, they could put up a ton of points. But then again, they might not. So uh, but here I'm going to throw one out there to you. And it's actually the Chargers versus the Broncos, okay? So okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think that one is a is a pretty decent uh, matchup to go with uh, this week. Uh, they kind of fall out uh, about average, but I think the Broncos are kind of like self-imploding. So, um, yeah, that, that to me is would be one I would throw in there for
0: you. Yeah, and that's not a bad call because, you know, like I said earlier, Brandon Allen, not good, not legit. So, uh, you know, I I can't argue with that one one bit. Uh, I just what I see out of New England and and I'll just go back to that one time is uh, they don't they don't run the ball well. They're one of the worst teams in the league as far as uh, rushing opportunity and uh, production. And Tom Brady has not been great. He's throwing a high volume of passes and it's just not his his completion percentage is down to 62 percent this year. He leads the league in attempts. He leaves the league in completions because he's thrown so many attempts, uh, and somehow he's only got 2,900 yards, only 15 touchdowns. 15 touchdowns in 11 games, guys. He's on pace for, what's that, like 21, 22 touchdowns? I mean, that's not good. Uh, I, yeah, you know, it's it's just a mediocre offense. The defense, on the other hand, is absurd and still playing great. Against everybody except uh, the Ravens, they've looked just like uh, what you'd expect out of a Bill Belichick defense. So. Uh, that's you know for me, I think it's just a matter of low volume of points equals uh good defense you know maybe they get a turnover it's it's not been great uh, because that de- that team does not turn the ball over a lot but at the same time uh they're just there's not a big threat for a high scoring game there well Jeff that about covers everything man what you got
1: yeah so uh I don't know if you wanna you wanna go back and put this in uh, earlier when we were talking about tight end, but I do have a new stat for you. Okay. So, Gerald Everett versus Tyler Higby. Okay. Yeah. Tyler Higby played 70% of the snaps last night and saw six targets. Yeah. Okay. 38 snaps. Gerald Everett saw 17 snaps and only had two targets last night. So. Just to just uh, so so like I said, you have a chance to walk it back next week. I'm throwing Tyler Higby in there instead of Gerald Egbert uh, as my tight as my um as my tight end because I do agree with you about Arizona and the tight tight ends, but I think it's gonna be Tyler Higby in the in getting those points not Gerald
0: Everett. all right, well, you know we'll we'll have to cover this again next week. Uh, when you go off one game and I go off a full, you know, 10 or 11 games of, the, of uh, evidence. So uh, I'm sticking with Gerald Everett because I think that's who the main tar- main, main tight end there is. So, uh, you know, 59 targets on the year. I'll take that uh, higher volume over a longer uh, uh, sample size. So anyways. All right, Jeff. Well, let's uh, wrap it up here. Uh, why don't you tell the folks where they can find us on Twitter and uh, let's get out of here, man.
1: All right, buddy. So, uh, so you hit us up at the Rundown FF Pod. Uh, we're getting there into the the very very last few games of the regular season. Uh, we're gonna be in the playoffs, uh, and, and you know we got some special stuff for you coming up in the playoffs. And, and knowing where you're at, I think I'm gonna take a week off because all my teams have buys. So, uh, but it, yeah. it, you know, because obviously I listen to myself, unlike Justin, who you could just see scoreboard. Uh, who's got teams out there and who doesn't? So I'm just kind of saying from the very beginning, if you stuck with me uh, and you're and you're going out there, Justin and I have disagreed on a few points, and, and fortunately I've been right. Uh, but just saying. Uh, but yeah, you know, with pretty. that being said, y'all enjoy your Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll have we'll we'll be bringing it to you guys next week uh, Monday night and 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 getting this thing done. So uh, with that being said, uh, y'all have a good one. Where can you find us on Twitter, Jeff? I I said it, buddy. At the, F, at the Rundown FF pod, buddy. I said it to start it out, I man. I don't know if
0: you said it. You ain't listening. Serious. It ain't like you
1: ain't listening to me about Tyler Higby. You ain't listening, <laughs> son. You ain't listening. Who
0: You said it. But all right. Well, I'll let it slide. All right, guys. Well, y'all know y'all know where to find us. Everywhere you everywhere you want to look. We're the Rundown FF pod. Uh, Yeah, y'all have a good Thanksgiving. And Jeff, I just want to say, in our league, I blame your Saints, man. Alvin Kamara is garbage. I said it, all you guys out there, Saints fans in in our region. Alvin Kamara has been garbage this year. Garbage. He cost me playoffs. Third overall pick, and he can't even – oh, I don't want to talk about it anymore. So, anyways, yeah, look us up. uh, Give us some rating reviews. Go ahead and give me that one star for calling your favorite player garbage. That's fine, whatever. Uh, I know it's coming. Uh, But, anyways, uh, guys, we're going to get out of here. So, y'all have a good one. And remember, together we run this. Catch you later.